Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. When God tells us in His Word about all the things that He has prepared for us, He's actually presenting us an opportunity to receive and achieve all the things that He has prepared for us. God's Word is a handwritten invitation sent by God to you and me to receive and achieve everything that He has prepared for you and me, things that are rightfully ours. Since God tells us that He has these things already prepared and waiting for me and you, then we might as well find out what those things are and then do what we need to do to receive and achieve the things that God has waiting for me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to John chapter 10. And come on, so let's dive back into this awesome Word that God gave to me to give to you. One that's going to allow us to be able to step into all the things that God has in store for me and you. We've been learning an awesome message. I said awesome message. I said an awesome message about rightfully ours. That's the title of it, rightfully ours. Because God wants us to know that there are things that are rightfully ours. Things that we have a valid claim to, a just claim to, some property that already belongs to me and you, where we can legitimately have it because it's already been made available to me and you. That we can find out that there are things that are equitable and just in our lives, that God has already made them so that they can be in the midst of our life. But now it's time for us to be able to have those things in our lives because they are equitable and just to me and you. They're equitable, which means that they're characterized by fairness. It's just fair and it's just reasonable that we should have these things in our lives too. Especially when somebody died for us to be able to have this from, you know, and, and enjoy it too. And it's just, which means it's just, it's keeping with trust and, excuse me, keeping with truth and fact. Keeping with truth and fact. The truth is that Jesus Christ died for me and you to have these things. That's a fact that is already established in our lives and in the world, too. Well, now it's time for those things to be in our lives because that's the truth. That's the fact. It's all to be with me and you. We've been learning what some of those things are so that they can be in, have and enjoyed by me and you. John chapter 10 is the foundational text of the teaching. We're going to read that, do a brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you. If you got any to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. John chapter 10, let's begin reading in verse 9. Letters in red is what Jesus said. So you know he ain't lying at any time. He said in verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Anybody in here has entered into the Lord and they saved now? You, are, you, you good people, praise God. You shall be saved and, I like that, and. That lets me know that salvation is not all there is, but there's something that comes after my salvation. Thank God I got my ticket punched to heaven. Praise God. That means when the bus show up, I can maybe go on that bus to heaven. Praise God. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. Praise God. I don't know about you. I'm excited to go to heaven, even though I'm going to wait my turn, though. Praise God. And amen. And go up there when I'm supposed to. Praise God. I want to go there a day early. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to finish everything I'm supposed to do. And then I go up there, completing my job, getting ready to step into the next thing God in store for me to do. But in the meantime, we're going to stay here. Praise God. But it isn't just that we don't have to go to hell and we can go to heaven too. 
but it also says salvation and that we saved and, which means there's something else that's available to us too. And he told us what it is and shall go in and out and find pasture, which means we have the ability to be able to go in and out and find pasture that wherever we go in or out, find pasture is where we can be able to go. That's what God has in store for me and you. Come on. The Bible says, Psalms 23, prophesying to you and me, that the Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want. That he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. See, when you got the Lord as your shepherd, he'll make you lie down in green pastures. Somebody say, make me, Lord. Amen. We'll make you lie down in green pastures. He'll take you by the still waters where you can take a drink. Praise God. And he'll even walk with you in the valley of the shadow of death when stuff is in there that causes your life to be able to stink. So that you can be able to make it to the place that God has in store for you. So the goodness and mercy can follow you all the days of your life. And as you dwell in the house of the Lord, that your cup runneth over. Praise God. Some of us ain't even found the cup yet. Praise God. But God wants us to have a cup and he wants us to have it run over too. Praise God. With good things that God has in store for me and you. Well, that's all included in what is available to me and you. That's rightfully ours. But yet there's a problem, brothers and sisters. And that's that somebody is in there trying to block the stuff that's rightfully ours. That's why right after that, the next thing he says is, after he says about he's the door and all that kind of stuff, he says in verse 10, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I'm so glad he ain't the end of the sentence. Because God said right after that, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus came so that we can have life and that we can have it more abundantly. But he stuck the word might in the middle of there. Once again, the word might means opportunity. It tells us that this is an opportunity that's been made available to you. It's not an automatic. Just because you saved, just because you bone again, doesn't mean all this is going to begin. Because even though it's available to me and you, it may never be experienced by me and you if we don't do what's necessary to be able to cooperate with what God does for me and you. The word might means choice. It's talking about an opportunity, which means it might happen, might not happen. It could happen, but it could not happen. But if the truth is in the way told, if we don't flow with, go with, and do what God wants us to do, believe that what he said is true, and go ahead and cooperate with him and let him do in our lives what he want to do, it ain't happening in the middle of our lives. We ain't going to have all this abundant life that God intended for me and you. We're not going to be able to have all these awesome things that God uh, sent his son to die for so that we can be able to receive and live those things out too. We ain't not had not, not, not one of them. And if you think I'm making this stuff up, look at some Christians' lives and be truthful. Praise God. Look at, I said look at some Christians' lives and be truthful in such a way where we, we can get out of what's supposed to happen and let's get into what actually does happen. Let's go talking about the sweet by and by and let's look right before our very eye and see whether we see these things happening in the midst of their life. And if the truth is in there when they're told, no, we ain't seeing them. Praise God in most Christians' lives. But the reason why is because, well, one of the reasons why is because they don't really believe it's theirs. They don't believe that it's really available to them. They don't understand that these things are rightfully ours. Because I'm telling you, you go into a church and start preaching about prosperity. Praise God. Some folk could get all hinky, get all mad at you for preaching prosperity. Praise God. Why is that? Because they don't really believe it's rightfully theirs. I ain't supposed to be. God don't want everybody rich. Shut up, fool. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Makes you think he don't. Hallelujah. He wants all his children to be loaded. I got any, I got any parents in here that got more than one child? Okay, I got a beautiful young lady right here got more than one child. I know you want one of them to be rich and the rest of them to be broke as possible. I thought you raised your hand. Okay, my bad. I, I, I was faked out. So, that's all right, baby. But if you had children, if you had more than one children, I, I know you would want one of them broke and the rest of them to be rich. Or one of them rich and the rest of them broke. 
Would you, anybody? You don't, you, no. You want to say what? Who in here would want all your children rich? Who in here would want one of them rich and the rest of them broke? Hands, please. Not a hand in the house. Let me get this right. You a better parent than God is? No, sir. Well, if God don't want none of them broke, he don't want none of them broke. If you would want all of them rich, he would want all of them rich. And don't let nobody tell you that. In fact, he said himself became poor so that you could become rich. That's just spiritual. But then you stay spiritually rich, I'll get spiritually rich and physically rich. Praise God. I'm going to go get the whole thing. Because he came back and said to me that he delights in the prosperity of his servants. So if he get fired up about servants being prosper, how much more so should he want his children to prosper? But the problem is, a lot of us really don't believe it's rightfully ours. And because we don't believe it's rightfully ours, then we won't have the faith necessary to receive it. Well, that's what this teaching is all about, is to be able to, be able to get you to understand that there are certain things that are rightfully yours. So that you can have the faith necessary to receive it and achieve it and believe it. We've been working on one more recently about the right to guidance and instruction from God. The right. You have the right to guidance and instruction from God. The fact that you are out of God means you have the right to being guided by God. Right to being instructed by God. You got the right for that. And once again, for those of you who get bored with that, shoot, that's good news. Because God, remember, says, I know the things that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. There's an expected end that God wants to get you to, but you'll never get to it if you don't know how to get to what he got in store for you. Because somebody can say, man, I heard about this church called Word of Faith. I can't wait to go over there. They told me Jesus is Lord and you'll never be bored. I'm going to go there. You know where it is? No, I don't know where it is. You know where it is? No, I don't know where it is. They in the yellow pages? No, they ain't in the yellow pages. We are. I'm just using an example. Praise God. Well, anybody can tell me how to get there? No. Pastor can tell you. Well, what's pastor number? I don't know. Praise God. Well, guess what? You probably ain't going to get there. As awesome of a church as Word of Faith Christian Center is. As powerful as a church as Word of Faith Christian Center is. As blessed as you would be if you would get there, you ain't going to get there because you don't know how to get there. And God said, I have made all these exceeding great and precious promises available to you. But if you don't know how to get them in your life, might as well not even be there. Just like Word of Faith might not even be there. I mean, this one lady told me when she came and visited, she said, this is the worst kept secret in San Antonio. I said, why you say the worst kept secret? She said, because it's kept. She said, I had no idea this was here. Because if I'd have known this, I'd have been here a long time ago. Hey, man, look at your name. Say, are you keeping this a secret? Are you keeping this a secret? Hey, man. We've been learning about the right to guidance and instruction from God. God is prepared to guide you, instruct you. That's what we learned last time. That there are some things that God wants to get you to and do for you, but he wants you to be able to allow, but we have to allow him to guide us. Just because he's there to guide us don't mean he's going to guide us unless we cooperate with him guiding us. Just because he's there to guide us doesn't mean he's going to guide us unless we cooperate with the one that wants to guide us. Just like God is there to prosper you, but you won't prosper till you cooperate with what he says to do. Because if you don't cooperate with the one that's going to prosper you, prosperity will not manifest for you, at least not from God. And just like God wants to guide you, instruct you, but if you don't cooperate with him, it won't manifest because you got to cooperate with this. You got to work with him. You got to flow with him. You got to go with him. You got to do what he wants you to do. Because if you do, he'll come through for you. And he told us what to do. Call upon me 
and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that you know not of. And we'd be like, amen, but do you call upon him? Because a lot of people don't. They'll call upon him when they want him to bless their food. They'll call upon him when they want him to bless their food. But will they allow him to be able to instruct them, teach them, train them, develop them like he wants to do? That's what a lot of people say, amen, but it's rarely you find, a, you find a woman and man that really wants to do that because they don't do that. Whereas God, they'll know to do that. They heard about it and say, amen, up in here. But what about when you step out there? When it comes time to do it too, you find out it ain't the same thing. Because people won't do it too. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about me and he ain't talking about you. Praise God. We found out you got to be meek. You got to be humble to be able to step into what God has in store for you. Because we found out God will help us to be able to walk in the life that he has for us if we are meek and humble. I said meek. That's an M, not a weak. That's a W. We, we ain't weak when we meek. That's when you're strong and doing things right, not wrong. Because if you allow yourself to be taught by God, awesome things can be able to happen for you. Yes, he will. In fact, he said in the Revised Standard Version that we left off last time reading, he said he leads the humble in what is right. He leads the humble in what is right. Because if you do what's right, things will turn out right for you. You do what's wrong, things will be all jacked for you. And the reason why is because of what you chose to do. Look at your neighbor and say, be humble, baby, be humble. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. I love the Lord. You got to be humble. Praise God. Yeah, you do. You can't be big-headed and get what God has in store for you. You can't be prideful and get what God's got planned for you. You must be humble. And you must be meek. In fact, in fact, in fact. See, what happened was, being humble and being meek is so important in the midst of living a successful Christian life. That God made that one of the first things that he taught Christians about how to live their life. It is so important. Somebody say, so important. It is so important that God made it one of the first things, if not the first thing he taught a Christian about how to live a successful Christian life. Yes, he did. Because being humble is necessary in successfully living a Christian life. You got to be. A man or woman of God can only live a life that Christ has in store for them if they remain, if they become and remain humble. I said become and remain humble because some folk might get there for a moment or two, but after a while they lose the humility and they begin to revert back to what they used to be and what they used to do. Proud, arrogant, big-headed people that you can't tell nothing. You can't teach them nothing. And if you can't teach, if, you, if you're a person that nobody can teach, you'll never reach the place that God has in store for you. You got to learn. I'm trying. Praise God. The importance of being humble is one of the first things that the new Christian needs to come to understand. That's why when God began to start teaching the new Christian about what to do as a new Christian, one of the first things he started teaching them about was humility, how to be humble. Where that is, Pastor, where that is, it's in the book of Ephesians. That's why I had you turn there. Ephesians chapter 4, please. Now, the book of Ephesians is a letter that God has written to tell the church at Ephesus then and also to tell all of us now how to live our lives as Christians. The book of Ephesians, it's actually a letter. We call it a book, but it's actually a letter. The letter to the Ephesians was a letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians then to tell them then 
what he wants us to know now. That's why he had it recorded in the scriptures just for me and you. Book of Ephesians is a powerful book, absolutely balanced, because people always talk about living a balanced life. Praise God. You know, y'all ain't balanced up in there. Shut up. You don't even know what balanced is. Praise God. You think balance is to keep things lopsided like you already got it. Praise God. But God will show you what balance is. He did it in the book of Ephesians. He gave us a letter that is divided into six chapters, divided into six chapters. Well, show you balance. First three chapters tells us about what God did for us in order to cause us to become us. The next three chapters tell you about what you need to do in order to be able to live the way that God wants you to do as a result of what he did for you. Talking about balance, three and three. God said, I put up three, you put up three. He ain't asking you to raise. All he asking you is see what he did for you. Is that too much of a gambling example for some of y'all? Y'all got lost on that? Raise, see, what is the, okay, are you with me? GP, are you with me? Okay, well then we having church? Oh, well, I'm glad to hear y'all ain't going nowhere. Praise God, amen. So, oh, Lord, he talking gambling examples. I'm going to leave. Be a fool you want to. You're about to receive an, you're about to miss an awesome rep, rep, revelation that I'm giving you. God wants you to see what he did for thee. If he put out this, he said, I want you to put out that. God said, I love you with all my heart and all my soul and all our mind, and I proved it by sending my son at a time. That's what I anted up. Now see me what I get. Now see me what I put out there. Because what does he expect of us? To love him with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. And to love our brother in the same way that we're supposed to at that time. We don't raise him. We just see him. All we do is meet him where he is. He put it out. We put it out. He gave us everything. What does he expect us to give? Everything. Amen. Our everything. Add the word our, our in there. He gave, he gave his everything. And what does he expect us to do? Our Amen. Our everything. Hey, God wouldn't expect that of you. Shut up. You don't even know the scriptures because that's the way God is. That's the way God operates. God said, I sow what I want to grow. And so he sowed his everything. He's expecting us to be able to come back with everything. Don't let nobody lie to you, tell you nothing different. They don't know God. They don't even know him. God doesn't want anything of you. He does. Shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. He didn't want anything from you in relationship to getting saved because you couldn't ante up nothing good enough in order to be saved. But now that you've gotten saved, he starts giving you everything to give back to him because otherwise it ain't worth nothing. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? So the book of Ephesians is divided in two parts. First part. Everybody say first part. First part. Tells us all that what God once did, all, all of what God did for us. So that we could be saved. All of what he did for us. So we could be saved. Second part. Somebody say second part. part. Tells us all of what we should do to live our lives worthy of what it is that he did for me and you in order to be saved. First part tells us all of what God did for us so that we could be saved. Second part tells us all of what we should do to be able to live our lives worthy of what Jesus Christ did for me and you. First part tells us God's part. Second part tells us our part. Second, first part tells us God's part, which was the stuff that we couldn't do and needed him to do because we couldn't do it. He did it. Everybody said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But the second part tells us our part, which was the stuff that we can do and should do and he expects us to do if we're going to live this thing out like he wants us to do. And if we're going to walk worthy of the calling that he gave me and you. 
Or another way of phrasing is we'll demonstrate what we see is the worth of the blood that he shed for me and you by what we do as a result of knowing what he did for me and you. And a lot of people don't value the blood of Jesus. A lot of people think very little of the blood of Jesus. And they prove it by the fact that they don't walk the way God wants them to walk as a result of what he did for them. He put up all of that and we holding all of ours back. Saying it's under the blood, it don't matter. No, no, that's bad teaching right there. Bad doctrine, bad doctrine. That's just bad doctrine. Praise God, that's, that's, that's not good at all. Because that's not the way the scriptures teach us. Let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 4. First, remember chapters 1, 2, and 3? Tell us all of what God did for you and me. That we couldn't do for ourselves. That sets us free. And then we slide into, nah, that you're saved. This is what I'm expecting of you. Chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, therefore is written to let you know that I want you to do this. I'm saying this, looking back at everything that I already said. As a result of everything I said, this is what I'm saying. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? As a result of everything I said, this is what I'm saying. I therefore. Anytime you see the word therefore, look back and see what it's there for. Which means until you understand chapter 1, 2, and 3, chapter 4, verse 1 won't mean nothing to thee. Until you understand chapters 1, 2, and 3, chapter uh, 4, verse 1 won't mean anything to thee. Which means you won't even hear what I'm saying until you understood what I already said. And in the first three, he said of all of what it is that happened to get you to the place that God wanted to get you to. And that's saved. Now we pick up. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Which means if you don't even understand this, you won't understand why he called himself a prisoner. Beseech you. That word beseech you means to implore you. A lot of people don't use that on the word employ. We use this one. Beg. I like that. God ain't too proud to beg. And he's begging us to be able to do something here. What is, he, what is he begging us to do? That ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That you walk worthy. One translation says worthily of the, trans, uh, of the calling wherewith you have been called. Another way of saying is that God said, I want you to walk worthy of what it is that I did to you. As a result of all that I did for you, I want you to walk worthy of what I did for you. As a result of all that I did for you, I want you to walk worthy of what it is you did for me. I did for you. Anybody here married? Say, hey. Hey. When you said I do to the person and they said I do too, you expect them to walk worthy of being with you from that point forward. I got any married folk in here that don't believe that. Anybody in here that married that after you get married to somebody, you're like, it don't matter what you do, baby. You're just mine. No, as long as you're mine. As long as I'm married. As long as you come home eventually. What y'all own about? As long as you come home eventually, you know, do what you do. Just make sure you clean up in case you did something before you come up in here with me too. I'm losing folk by the droves. Praise God. Amen. Well, we the bride of Christ. He says, so now that you with me, I expect you to walk worthy of me. Because if you're going to be with me, you are worthy with me. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning that the promises that God made in His Word to us are rightfully ours, especially since God tells us in His Word that He wants to do those things for those of us whom He loves. So let's believe God's Word is true, that what He tells us in His Word is what He really wants to do for me and you. Every promise He promises in His Word is rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 That's area code 210 
or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. I guarantee you. And talking about coming through, I got just a thing for all you young adult Christians out there to do if you're in or visiting San Antonio this weekend. We invite all of you young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. Hey, G-Dub be hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge, and VIP transportation services are available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.